Welcome back. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Me? That's talking to everybody. I know. We missed we missed everyone last week. We got a little bit too tied up being at the games, so we had good intentions. We did have good intentions, but you know what happened? We didn't schedule our podcast. And so it didn't happen. Who are you talking to right now? I'm saying in general, when when things don't, what is it? What gets measured gets managed is the expression, but it's the same principle. You schedule something, it happens. Yeah. You don't schedule something, well, guess what? It probably isn't going to happen. So. Yeah, we're usually pretty good about making sure we have time in our schedule for the podcast. Yeah. And... Just, when, like, just like we schedule our date nights. <laughs> well, and sometimes those fall by the wayside. That's true. <laughs> but I think what happened was you were planning on getting in Monday, which you did, and I got in, but then all of a sudden, I felt, I mean, I got put to work immediately when I got oh, to the Oh, games. yeah. I mean, yes, of course. Last week was a little bit of an exception to the rule anyway, because... We couldn't really schedule a whole lot without knowing what on earth you were going to be doing, like what your timeline looked like. So, But we could have scheduled it and I would have been useless on the podcast. <laughs> yes. There were a lot of early mornings last week and late nights. And a lot of yeah, cleaning urine. Did you have to do that? Yeah, after the row. That's so gross. So let's, let's take this podcast. What, what questions, you know... I'm, as soon as I get to the games and people see me on, you know, the live stream or on TV, even my mom watched it. Oh, she did? Yeah, she'll be like, I saw you on TV. Did she watch some of the, the um, events? Yeah, well, she, I think she's watching primarily for me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not really she's for the like, events. Get out the way, Fraser. <laughs> Focus on that judge. That's my boy. Um, but what questions do you think people have? You know, obviously people have asked me some about the athletes and I put some stuff in our stories, but you ask me some questions and I'll answer them. And well, I know for one, <laughs> I would say that it must be like one of the most nerve wracking things. Like I would find it very nerve wracking to be there in the heat of the moment under that pressure, knowing that you're at the games and you're judging these elite athletes and you have to be watching everything that they're doing, and then in the heat of the moment, call potentially a no rep that could cost them a win or, or whatever. Like, what, what does it feel like when you're doing it? Do you feel that intense pressure, or are you just so focused on, on counting and, and making sure standards are being met? This was my third year judging at the games. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been involved in the games for about 10 years, and I used to do some other things behind the scenes, and then I got asked to start judging. Um, you're, you're no stranger to, to being a judge in, at competitions. Because you used to run the regional events. Well, yeah, I, I, but honestly, my first experience judging was the games. I didn't judge a lot at, you know, a handful of local events, but I was primarily in roles that were busier, so I wasn't judging. You know, gotcha. I was running the, when I'm running a regional, I'm not judging events. I'm right, not right, judging right. heats. I would certainly take a look at what was going on and make sure it was up to snuff, but I wasn't sitting there watching an entire heat. Right. So I would say this year there was 
less pressure. Not not that there was less pressure. I was less stressed about it. I never once felt like, oh my god. You know, the, actually, the very first thing I judged this year, other than the bike course, which I didn't really have any judging going on, was the muscle up. Yeah. And I think the first person I judged was uh, Tia. So that was probably the only stress I had, and it was really just the movement, not who I was judging. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're watching the events, it's more about the difficulty in what the movement is. Mm-hmm. You know, so muscle up was a little harder to judge just because they're faster, and were they faster? Do you feel like well, with, with ju- the with the um, straps being longer or whatever? Also, I mean, muscle ups in general are going to be faster than say a yoke carry. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then also what I, you what you have to think about are two other things. One being and, and something that we really reiterated behind the scenes, this isn't about, you know, the, the, the criteria has to be met in right. whatever the movement is. So, for example, you know, the, the one call that people, you know, lost their heads about was the clean and jerk ladder. Right. right? Pablo got no rep by a friend uh, of mine, Meg. Yes. I didn't see it, to be honest. I still haven't seen it. I will tell you, if someone got no rep, they deserved it. There's no one on staff purposely no repping. You know, mm-hmm. bad calls might happen, but chances are that was a no rep. Mm-hmm. Meg just, you know, it was a tough call and she made it. But the, the point of the no rep is, you know, we, we want to show that athletes have the capacity to, to do work. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to be super nitpicky. And this year that was really reiterated. You know, like more so we're not trying to catch someone on a technicality. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you're looking for, it's pretty simple, you know. Yeah. Did I his hip see. crease get below parallel? Did he lock out at the top? You know, on a thruster. Yeah. Did that bar touch the shoulder? Did it lock out overhead? Chances are he did not lock it out overhead, and if Meg had said stop, he wouldn't have been able to hold it. Right. You know. So. Well, and I think that was proven by the fact that he dropped the bar and ran, uh, ran forwards. He wasn't even looking for an opportunity for her to say, yeah, that rep was good. Yeah, the best athletes out there won't move until you tell them right. to. They don't know. They could think they're done all day. You know, well, the question we would get a lot backstage is like, are they going to make the call fast? And it's like, of course we're going to make it fast, so long as you show us, yeah. you know, that it's there. So, you know, certainly not no repping based on a technicality. And then also, you know, when I say the muscle-ups move fast, it's also like, what I would call an expensive rep versus a non-expensive rep. If someone had to do an extra thruster out of 40 in that workout where they had to, you know, do pegboards, like that was a very small time frame of the workout. If I know rep Vellner and he did 41, it was a second on his workout. Right. Where if you know... It's not costing him a lot of time. Right. Where if he would have went to the top of the pegboard, come down, and for some reason I would have no-repped him, that's three minutes. You know what I mean? So Well, not at the rate that those guys are Right. Well, that's true. (laughs) Well, but then you have to factor in how fatigued he'd be, you know, or rope climb. Yes. Things like that. So, for example, one thing on the rope climb was like, hey, they have to touch the beam at the top. Yeah. Now, if they touch this area, but it's even height with the beam, it's still a good rep. Right. So, so that's good. Yeah, and honestly, this was my first year out on the floor. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't spectating, but I wasn't like so crazy that I was like actually able to be out there and like be like, all right, I'm enjoying this moment of judging. Mm-hmm. You know, when when my athlete, for example, I had Vellner 
on the yoke towards the end and it's like he's standing still clearly not moving i can like take a step back and almost see what's going on and right. appreciate it where that's cool that was, it was fun that this year to see that so do you feel like maybe it's just because your familiarity in the role or do you feel like why i'm just wondering why you felt there was somewhat less pressure less Again, I don't think it was less pressure. I think I just felt a little more confident in what I was right. doing. and Just from familiarity. And, and it, like I said, it depended on the workout. Yeah. When, when I was judging 30 muscle-ups, I didn't see anything else. And I know you guys had so many briefings because <laughs> you know, I was getting texts from you like, oh, I should have some time free this afternoon. I'll try to come see you. And I'd be like, nope, we're doing a briefing again. We're making sure that we know... Like, the ins and outs of, of every workout. So. Well, and I think that's something that gets overlooked. You know, obviously, we knew a lot of people in the games. I ran into a lot of old friends, met some new people, a lot of people that have, you know, worked with us or met me at a seminar. So it was, that's my favorite part of the games. Like, I would, I would go to the games as a spectator and not spectate and just hang out in the vendor area. Well, that, uh, yeah, I mean... And the well, affiliate the vendor, the vendor area got super hot this year, but... Okay, yeah, I can I tell just you, mean being outside. a spectator is exhausting. Trying to get your way around to all the different events and being out in the sun all day long, it is so tiring. But, the, you know, the reason I say that is because we had so many friends there that would be like, Jay, come meet me here, meet me here, and I'm like, I'm busy. And be, you know, you're not judging. Yeah. But I'm, you saw, I mean... Obviously, like, I think the latest we got to be there any day was 7 a.m. And most days it was, like, 6. And we wouldn't leave until not only was the last heat done, but we had a debrief at the end of that heat. So most days was about 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. So how... So let's talk about that, because that's a rough schedule for, for anyone. And knowing you're going to be gone all day, basically and with a significant amount of food to hit, and obviously still wanting to be dialed in with your macros, how did you do that? Were you dialed in? 100%. So, you know, like we've spoken about before when we were speaking to a doctor yesterday, you know, I take my macros to the extreme, <laughs> right? You know, I don't have a lot of, I remove willpower as we've discussed before, and it's just a matter of I'm going to hit my numbers. Mm -hmm. There's no, it's black and white for you. It's very black and white. Mm -hmm. And there are no... I'm not that way about everything in life, am I? Mm, uh, no, I don't think so. I have some gray, but certain things, like, lately I've been focusing on, like, what is a perfect day? What does a perfect week look like? And I think the foundation of that, to me, is my are my numbers. Because to me, it's like, well, if I'm not dialed in for my health, everything else will fall apart. And, and just to kind of interrupt or segue a little bit, I think... When you're at an event like this and you are super busy, it's even more so important that you do stay dialed in with your nutrition because that's what's going to keep your energy stable and sustain you when you're having these long days and you're required to be like 100% focused. Exactly. You know, so here's, I'll, I'll give you the fun story behind the scenes. My really good buddy, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Um, who owns a box in California, he's on staff, he's also a police officer. Mm -hmm. The only times I really get to interact with him are when we judge. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you mention him before. We, we text quite a bit, because two years ago we judged together. Right. Um, it was before he was a police officer, and it was we didn't know each other prior to that. Obviously, we're on staff together. Right, but, so you, we know but of you're each other. We're in separate sides of the Different country. coasts, yeah. we never worked together. Um, 
And we kind of migrated towards each other and became friends fast because he's like me. And he's like, hey, we're going to hit our numbers. And what we, so we joke, there's 40 judges behind the scenes mm-hmm. on that judge individuals. That judge individuals, yeah. yeah. All level one staff, mm-hmm. all relatively fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. But Games Week, they thrive off of peanut M&Ms, right? <laughs> so Dustin and I sit back and call them like grazers and, you know, perpetual, you know, snackers and habitual you know macro number breakers like we joke around behind there the behind the scenes because we're like it's amazing to see what happens like to these fit people that know better yeah but you're tired you're stressed and you know stress is relative i'm not stressed back there i'm probably you know i'm sure a couple of the judges are going to listen and maybe they disagree but i would say i'm probably one of the more laid-back judges i just you, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah you do not perceive stress in the same way that other people do like I would find that an incredibly stressful environment I whereas just chill you, out. you're like this is my environment I love it where versus being on the road dealing with a trailer or being out camping that is like your ultimate stress <laughs> yeah but to me this stress is you know this environment is just like when I know what's happening and I and you know and I know this is like what the situation is there's no reason to be stressed you know I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. It's like, hey, in my life, I'm typically in charge. Yeah. You know, of like work, I'm, you know, what I do, I'm good at, my craft, be it coaching or nutrition. Mm-hmm. But games week, like I'm a worker bee. Yeah. And if you're not willing to accept that and you're always trying to come up with a better solution in this when you're not in charge, you're in the way. And I think what you're really saying is it's important to be able to identify when there are those situations in your life that you have zero control over. Like, focus on the aspects that you can still control, like your nutrition, your, well, maybe not your sleep, but to a certain extent. But you can have an Um, influence on it. Yeah, and, and, you know, try to fit workouts in if that's what makes you feel good. And that will give you a sense of empowerment and control and ease throughout that week when you're dealing with something incredibly stressful. Of course. You know, and other things, just like, you know, these are really smart people, the level one staff. I love them to death. You know, Boz will brief us, and then a billion questions are happening, and it's like nine out of ten times your question doesn't matter because it doesn't matter to us. What are the weight? doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I need to make sure this guy squats below parallel and stands up. If he was given the wrong weight, that's not my fault, and that's not even my... I can't do anything about it. You know, how is this being scored? It doesn't matter. You know, like things like that. And right. I think that's it's like a, too much detail that you're worrying about that you are not needing. You, you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, you like, literally need to judge. <laughs> yeah. And questions will come up. Well, what is about this? It's like, you know, I, there was one question. I don't even want to bring it up because people know who it was. And it was just like, do you think we got to the point that we're briefing this workout and Boz, Dave Castro, so like hadn't thought about that already, like you know, like those types of yeah, things. Yeah, but I understand it. Like I'm a detail-oriented person, and I like to understand the ins and outs of things. But you have and to, I know, I know that those are not always that's not situations the time place. that you can. So I get it. So let's go back to you know, obviously controlling that aspect. But so so yeah. Let's, so let's go back to how, me. How did let's, you? Let's talk about me. How did you track? Because one, I know. The Wi-Fi and reception, again, was terrible in the arena. Unless you made it into the affiliate lounge. Um, No, no, where we were, 
briefing often you had better reception. I had a slightly better reception. So a couple so things couple things I did. Let's talk about it. One, when we talk about sleep, I tried to maximize my sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, we got home late, um, had to get up early. I couldn't change what time I had to get up or how late we got out. But what I really did was when I got back to the hotel room, finished my day of eating as early as I could, showered and tried to go to bed, which is unusual for me. Yeah, usually you would be on your laptop making sure you're caught up on other stuff. And I really noticed this year that you weren't doing that at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I opened my... I was handling... I didn't open my laptop (laughs) from, like, Wednesday on. But I was, like, I wanted you to be that way, and I think I I even... Yeah, you would tell me that. I told you off one time. I saw you responding to someone. I was like, worry about judging. I've got the business covered. We're all good. You know, and and I was, like, obviously getting some work done during the day when I could on my phone and stuff. Yeah, but the important thing was that you were mindful that doing it late at night when you got home was just not going to be a good idea if you wanted to get good quality sleep. Yeah, and my sleep quality wasn't good because if you try to unplug that fast from the, you know, I was dreaming about the games. I had the soundtrack of the games in my head like every night. I think the, it must have been after the first night, I slept so poorly. I just woke up and I could, I kept singing whatever song it was. I couldn't even tell you (laughs) what it is now. I think the following night it was, uh, House of Pain. <laughs> Jump around. Jump around. I, honestly, every night I, when I woke up, I was like singing this song in my dream. Anyway. So let's, <laughs> you know, sleep, obviously. I will tell you this, like, big picture, I hit my numbers every day. I brought a scale. You took the scale, which I did not think about before leaving the house. I, I had assumed the yeah. scale would stay in the hotel room, and then I caught that. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. We're going to have completely different schedules this week. So we have an additional scale now in our house. We now have (laughs) seven scales. Um, So I took the scale with me the weekend before I worked, you know, also in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin. So so having the scale just because, you know, it wasn't always like perfect food to measure, even when it was like pork or chicken or turkey. Sometimes it was mixed with other stuff or Mm -hmm. there were sauces on it, but... Big picture is I threw the turkey on the scale and had a rough idea. Yeah. I'm always, always be tracking. I live by that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd rather track slightly inaccurately than guess. And did you, um, did you see other people using scales or tracking? No. I was the only person that had a scale. Now, this year... I saw Lewis, one of the... Oh, uh, Lewis. The, yeah, Lewis. He was doing teams. But he was with teams, yeah. 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 Lewis is awesome. He's a CrossFit MDI. Yeah. You know, he's in the tribe. He's in our, you know, one of our great friends and he's just like me when it comes to travel because you have to be yeah you know especially with those often as I travel I've worked the weekend before well you've gone a ho- you were gone 10 days and I'm gone again this weekend and then I'm gone again all next right. week so if you had allowed that 10 days to just kind of get the better of you like and then you're only home for a few days and then you're off again I mean you're just in a vicious cycle of never exactly. really tracking properly so scale tracked surrounded myself with you know two other people that really we kind of all held each other accountable. It was myself, Dustin, and a girl named Mo. So they both track. And one thing we also incorporated, or two other things we incorporated, was one, all three of us incorporated daily fasts. Oh, okay. So the goal was 16-8. 16 hours of fasting, 8 hours of eating. Mm-hmm. And while we made it most days, a couple of the days it wasn't, not that it wasn't possible, but it was just too challenging because we got off so late that we didn't 
stop eating until very late. Gotcha. Which was part of why I was trying to eat so early when I got back to the room rather than wait. Yeah, because usually you like to decompress, shower, chill out, and then eat. So, you know, for example, almost every night I was able to stop eating by 10 p.m., Mm -hmm. which means you're fasting window wouldn't end until 2 p.m. the next day. Mm. But then we also had to take into account, like, where we would be. Well, that's great, but if right at 2 p.m. we have to judge for the next four hours, now we can't eat till 6. You know, so what fasting did was kind of, for me at least, make it black and white again of whether I can snack. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, it's when the floodgates open and you start snacking on peanut M&Ms, it's very hard to rein in. And... The food in the judge's room, other than when we're served meals, are Twizzlers, peanut M&M's, pretzels. You know, we got jerky once. Mm. You know, so it's very hard to hit your numbers with that food. But they're also foods that typically would lend themselves to just going crazy. Yeah, overeating and probably um, not feeling full and maybe having a little bit of a energy burst followed by a slump so not not ideal (laughs) so fasting tracking my numbers you know using the scale and then did you take food in with you and then you know that was going to be the third thing i really every day you know going to whole foods or whether it was you going and picking me up some food or i did you know obviously knowing the things that i tell people protein's going to be hard so grabbing some of those chicken breasts at whole foods um and that i think is always helpful knowing what you have back in the hotel in the evening. Right. So you can kind of pre-plan your day a little bit. So putting in the chicken and whatever veggies we had in the fridge and fruit as your dinner and then working your way back. Exactly what I did. You know, and then our first meal when we ate, like I would load up, especially on the protein. You know, so the, the meals they served for the volunteers were good. You know, chicken pork, steak, so you can usually pick which one you want, and I tend to go with the leaner meats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would fill in the rest of my day. There was, you know, once in a while some bananas, some clementines, some apples. So I definitely put an emphasis on also getting good quality foods, mm-hmm. but that was lower on my list this week than it would typically be just because it wasn't always possible. I ended most nights with a bunch of Oreos, yeah, but I also would see you similarly sitting there with, like, 200 grams of carrots. Oh, yeah, because I was, I, you know, I, I think it's important to get that quality in, but then I was like, all right, it's also 10 o'clock, and I don't want to be eating carrots until midnight, <laughs> which is part of the issue, right, if you're oh, eating good yeah. quality food. So slamming eight Oreos before bed to get 60 quick carbs. Yeah. Because I knew if I didn't get those, then I'd feel the next day. Yeah. And I could tell I was hungry, I could tell I wasn't eating enough. Like, since I've been home, I've added more food simply because I was very hungry. Our activity was high, even though we're, you know, not training as much as we were. We, were, we, we walked around that you're arena probably nonstop. You're burning more calories, you know, run, yeah, running around, doing what you're doing, having longer days. Yeah, I mean, like, not to mention just being awake longer. Yeah. And then the very last thing I'll throw out is, you know, a, a couple more people than just Dustin, Mo, and I really put an emphasis on trying to get some exercise every day. So every day from the Friday that I left for the seminar, I mean, obviously we trained seminar weekend, we hit something. You know, Monday... Give me an example. What did you do? Uh, well, let's see. Monday we had to go to the arena 
and we did something at the hotel with the, I forget what, we did like a fight gone bad workout in the hotel. You know, so when we hit the hotel, we tried to do some dumbbells, so we got some weights in. One day, I mean, we had a brutal, Thursday was our only day that we didn't have to rush in, mm -hmm. and a bunch of us, like five, it was five of us, hit a dumbbell complex. No, days that we were at the arena with no equipment, one day we did 100 burpees for time, one day Dustin and I did four rounds of 25 pistols, 100 meter handstand walk, uh, one day we did five rounds of hollow hold, handstand hold, bottom of a squat hold. So just little stuff. Yeah, and I think that's important to, to kind of emphasize. It's, you know, we spend a lot of our time in, in the gym when we're at home, and just because you're away and you can't necessarily have all the equipment available, it doesn't mean that you have to just get, forego your workout. You can still do some functional movement. You can still... You know, nothing, it doesn't always have to be with intensity. You know, sitting in the bottom of the squat is going to be phenomenal for your body when you're out busy, like uh, traveling or sat down all day, you know, especially if you're a spectator. And so we, I think, and yeah, you're, you're probably like kneeling in all sorts of awkward positions. So it's good to just kind of open up your body like that. Yeah. And then throughout a few of the days, we did just try to accumulate time at the bottom of our squat. That's good. But, yeah, I mean, you say without intensity, that was the only workout where, yeah, your intensity is obviously low. You're not moving anything. But, I mean, I did, we did 100 burpees, and I think my time was 523, which mm. for me is a little slow, but still. I mean, I was breathing heavy. I have to ask Ellie what she got. So Ellie Kelly, one of our members, was at the games with us, which was a lot of fun hanging out with her all weekend. I remember one day she, uh, she went off with her husband, Jack, and they went, I think, down to... The, the O course area mm -hmm. and they did seven minutes of burpees so I don't know what she got <laughs> I'll have to ask her but I thought that was cool I was like that's cool you know they they weren't able they didn't have a hotel they had an Airbnb so um, they weren't able to to hit a, a wad in there you know at a hotel gym um, but she made an effort to try to get some movement in somehow during the day and she even came and joined me out in the uh, fan experience one day as well, which was fun. So we did one of the wads in the in the age group pavilion. Actually, that wad was not fun. That destroyed me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, two things about that is on every day that we worked out, even if I didn't feel like it, I felt better. Especially that day that we did 100 burpees, we didn't have a break. So we had, obviously we had a break, but it was temp meaning we didn't have an extended break. Mm -hmm. We had one 10 minute break and I looked at Dustin and I was like, let's go. And he was up, you know, when one of us would call the other out, we'd always follow. We did a lot more little things throughout the day. He'd be like 50 push-ups, you know, things like that. So we did a lot more than just that. But that day was a struggle day. I think it was Friday or Saturday. And after those burpees, I was like fine for the rest of the day. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how moving like that can just really fire up your body and and just kind of revitalize you. I know I had a day like that. I was crashing so hard and I had already signed myself up for one of the wads at the fan experience. I was thinking about pulling out and I was like, no, I'm going to do it because I think it's actually going to revitalize me. And it totally did. I was amped up afterwards. I was, you know, I was there in the arena until nine o'clock or whatever it was that night and I felt great. So I think it's always important, even if you're tired, to at least try to move because oftentimes you'll start feeling better and, and you'll be able to get through that workout. And you always have the time and space to do 100 burpees. You do. And, you know, the other thing about that is we came home 
and you know immediately back to the box felt fine i didn't you know i think if you take a week 10 days off it take it's a struggle to get going again i mean mm-hmm. i came back to the box threw down with the boys and still had one you know the best time of the day yeah no uh, you just i'm just thinking about yesterday's workout is that we that would have hurt no matter my what my legs are so <laughs> so you say we came back to the box and we're fine yeah, except that Dom has programmed a lot of the events from the games into our programming. We did, I don't know if anybody saw it, but the, the teens and masters workout where uh, it, it was like a shoulder to overhead, one rep max, and then two rounds of rowing, skiing, and 50 dumbbell squats. So we did the last portion. We did the, the two rounds with rowing and running. Oh, and burpees instead because we don't have a skiing. My legs are so sore today. I cannot... And I remember watching these kids doing it and the look of destruction on their faces as they were trying to move as fast as possible through those dumbbell squats whilst their coaches and families are just screaming at them. I was like, these kids are going to need some some psychiatric evaluation after the games. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of therapy for those kids. But also, I'm like, at the same time, I'm excited to see what their potential is. I mean, if they can push themselves through that amount of suffering, like, it's incredible. Yeah, all of a sudden, uh, geometry class doesn't seem that hard. Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm a little sore, but that's from my man Raul yesterday. Beat me up on the massage table. Oh, yeah. Love a good massage. I feel it. I like, I like deep massages. Sometimes it's nice to just have that kind of movement therapy where, you know, you're being, your muscles are more being stretched out, I guess. But sometimes I think you just need to get in there, be needed, get out our, our makeshift well, I always, Saragon later. Yeah, I mean, I always <laughs> tell people, hey, like, when I get a massage, I'm like, go deep. Yes. And uh, this guy went deep, like, almost to the point that I had to tell him too much, which I like pride myself I was like I'm gonna make it because um, you know I, I think we all enjoy a relaxing massage but for us it's like if I find an hour and the time to go get a massage I want it to no. be really beneficial I, for my body right I have too many trigger points that need to be worked on yeah and I mean we can foam roll ourselves right exactly. you know and you can give me a relaxing head massage which is great you don't but you could <laughs> um but you know to get true deep tissue work like like this guy, this little guy, is probably three inches shorter than me and 100 pounds heavier. Where is he from? I don't know. Somewhere. He barely spoke English, which I like because I just closed my eyes. I know. I remember he was good. My calves when were we were shot in today. Pennsylvania last year and I got a massage from, I think he was, I want to say he was from like the Ukraine. He didn't, he barely spoke Perfect. English, but he was awesome. The less English you phenomenal. speak, phenomenal. <laughs> so we got to wrap up. Any other questions you have real quick? One-shotters? Uh, no, I think, you know, really the bigger takeaway from everything we discussed is really just being on top of of planning ahead and assessing your situation. You know, I, I from my experience, I went into the arena f- kind of forgetting that uh, that there wasn't much reception, but I, pl- I planned ahead and took food with me. And um, and then, you know, you can kind of assess the, the area, see what food's available, and then plan accordingly. And I think... We both did a good job of, of doing that whilst we were away. Um, what do you think was the biggest help for you whilst you're away at staying on track? I think a couple of things that helped, you know, and, and things, you know, easy takeaways, because obviously for me, it's just like I went into it knowing I was going to do it. Mm. You know, so 
having the right mindset is of course important, but that's more of an easier said than done type of thing. You know, if I had to give out three tips, let's say it would be get a buddy. Yeah. Having a buddy there that just was on board with me and doing what I was doing was tremendous. Um, Find time to exercise every day. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, go back to our vacation, right? Our vacation rules of slay. Slay, yeah. You know, sweat every day. Um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of li- live in this one. You know, I was enjoying the moment, but it was I wasn't going to let myself go. So it was, you know, find that buddy, sweat every day. And I would say the other tip that I would have for this was just planning. You know, I would tell you that easy thing that we did was go to Whole Foods and get some food that I knew I could make a day work. Right. Go to a grocery store and make sure you have some lean proteins on hand and some veggies and fruit in your hotel fridge. Super simple. And that way, no matter what you ate during the day, you can fill in the gaps and and know you're going to be fine. Cool. All right. Well, next week we'll get back on topic. We'll, We'll be back from the CrossFit Games theme. Yeah, but I got to I got to give a quick shout out to Patty, who was super excited that we were getting back on track with our our podcast this week. She loves our podcast. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great week, and hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have questions ever about the podcast, or you want to hear us talk about a specific topic, or answer your questions, shoot yes. us an email. Contact at onyoureating. Dot com and of course check out all things own your eating on the website on instagram on facebook or even on pinterest and now on tv tv well you judging at the crossing games oh uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs>